You're on Radio 1, 91 FM, Politrix Show. With me on the phone right now, I have Associate Professor of Public Health from Massey University, Dr. Mariwa Glover. How are you? Good, I'm great. It's beautiful and warm and sunny up here in Auckland. Oh, well, uh, that's nice to hear. It's definitely beautiful and sunny here in Dunedin. Um, not necessarily warm and... Um, <laughs> You know, uh, the people who are sort of feeling the brunt of the weather are our tobacco smokers uh, who get banished off campus. Um, and even e-cigarette users uh, here on the Otago campus, and I think that applies to Otago campus properties in Christchurch and Wellington as well. But you've been in the news recently because you're a public health uh, researcher uh, who studies tobacco control, and we hear a lot about that here at Otago because that's a major strength of our public health uh, research department. But you have a strong difference of opinion um, on the methods being used. Um, most recently, we uh, saw in the budget a 10% uh, tobacco price increase uh, year on year, and um, you're saying that's racist. Tell us a little about that. Yes, the, uh, w what I really was trying to explain was about how policies can have a differential impact, particularly by ethnicity in New Zealand. So Māori smoking is Māori woman, 42% smoking prevalence versus only 13% of Pākehā women. So we have like really wide disparities in smoking prevalence by uh, ethnicity, gender, and a number of other, you know, for instance, well, I think a lot of students smoke, but um, they're not counted sort of as a population group. But people with mental health illnesses have very high smoking prevalence rates. Drug and alcohol users, so people with comorbid conditions, have very high smoking prevalence rates. And smoking varies widely by ethnicity. And it tracks to disadvantage as well. It's, you know, so the more disadvantaged, the, the greater the chance that somebody smokes. And so lower socioeconomic status, um, you know, the smoking, if you have the monograph, you know, the, the lower socioeconomic, the higher the smoking prevalence. That's really why I, I don't agree with the tobacco tax this time I guess because also I'm a Māori, you know, I come from a Kaupapa Māori perspective and we think of things holistically. So what's happening is that tobacco is being looked at in isolation and when you have smoking concentrated among the lower socioeconomic, the, one, the people who are struggling the most in this harsh sort of economic environment we're in, uh, they have many other financial stresses and strains and other health issues, other social issues, like we're hearing a lot about the housing, the cost of rents, the homelessness, the, you know, obesity is a, a huge problem as well, for, particularly for Māori and Pacific and lower socioeconomic. You know, we're wanting people to make healthier food choices. Well, sure, let's take more money out of their budget. That's really going to help that issue. Not, you know? Yeah, so, I mean, I guess it sounds... Um I, well, when you say it's racist, you know, when you look at that Maori population group, uh, because they have a higher prevalence, it's affecting them more, but it sounds almost even more like it's classist, um, you know, yeah. uh, disadvantaging those who are poorer. And, um, I never knew, uh, in my university education that punishing poor people was a public health strategy. 
I don't agree that it is, absolutely. I mean, public health is supposed to be about enabling and empowering communities to make healthier choices. Uh, I think that public health in New Zealand has really drifted quite a way away from the values of public health. And it's, it's more about dictating this is how you should be living your life. These, you know, here's the food guidelines, here's the alcohol guidelines. We don't want you to smoke at all. And if you do, you know, you will be punished. Um, we have a quit or die approach to tobacco control we have for 30 years. That's, that's pretty much the way it's been. But now the environment is different because of e-cigarettes. We, we finally have an attractive to smokers harm reduction tool. We haven't had that before. Now we have one, and they want to ban that as well. Yeah, now I guess you said you previously supported the tobacco price rise based on evidence that it was actually reducing smoking. You say you haven't seen that. Uh, you differ pretty heavily from uh, the Otago public health academics, especially on this tobacco control issue. They say there is evidence to show a reduction, and they are very anti-e-cig. Um, can you explain a little bit about your differences of opinion and you think wh wh why you guys don't agree? The statistics that people are using differs. So, yes, I did support the tobacco tax. I did believe all of my Pākehā academic colleagues in tobacco control that tobacco taxes would work. So I went along with it, even knowing that Māori, at a community level, have always expressed great concern about the harm being done to families, how hard it was going to be to put food on the table. No, I was told it would work, and we were all convinced... Um, and so I supported it. So the census data came out. Census data reports daily smoking. This is a big difference that is not coming through in all of the commentary and media coverage of this, you know, this disagreement between me and everybody else. Census is daily smoking. The Ministry of Health's own survey, which they do um, on more regularly, the health survey, tracking health behaviours, uh, and including smoking. They report smoking, so anybody who's smoked in the last month even. So we have a lot of non-daily smokers because they can't afford to smoke every day mm. and or they run out of money so they stop for a couple of days. So prevalence is actually higher. Daily smoking is always your lower figure, but the actual number of people who are current smokers who consider themselves smokers is, is higher than that. And the health survey of the ministry is the one that shows you those figures. So I looked at that when it came out and was like, oh my gosh, it, there's, it says no significant, statistically significant drop since 2006. We've had all these crushing taxes. We've had shaming campaigns. We've had free cessation support, which also, by the way, what's not coming out is that that free cessation support overall was not value for money, wasn't getting the effectiveness the ministry expected, and they just canned it all. And they've, they canned all of the smoking cessation services, the ground, the ground ones, and have retended it. So we're about to get a whole new raft of providers who supposedly will deliver more effective cessation. So we had taxes, cessation programs that weren't that effective, uh, and and the shaming campaigns and the, and it didn't work. So I'm like, no, no, we've got to stop. We've got to, you know, 
there are some big changes ha- that have happened. Smoking is now down to 15%. It's now mainly people who are disadvantaged and have all of these other issues. You, we're going to need a different approach. We can't just keep slamming from up, you know, top down things like that. Yeah, and uh, one of the promising things, at least from my research, seems to be e-cigarettes because um, a lot of people have uh, reported success quitting or cutting down, and it's a heck of a lot cheaper to buy the e-juice than it is the highly taxed tobacco. This is another big point of difference between you and the Otago academics, and I guess, um, you know, this this dictating of uh, thou shalt not uh, really rubs people the wrong way. You know, they picture ivory tower academics, um, not really um, understanding, you know, how people are feeling on the ground, what's really happening, cherry-picking statistics to make their argument. Uh, Winston Peters earlier this week couched it in terms of a um, a human rights issue that, you know, people should have the freedom to choose these type of things. I'm, I'm sure you probably don't agree um, about, you know, just being able to smoke because you you choose to, but at least being able to choose e-cigarettes, um, it seems to be a schism between people who feel like, you know, the public is, is too stupid and needs to be protected from evil corporations uh, mm-hmm. versus people who think uh, the public should be allowed to make their own choices. Yeah, well, I really wondered what was going on as well, and and it really was the opportunity that e-cigarettes presents and and my thinking, well, hey, wow, you know, and, and this is something that Māori smokers are attracted to. It's always been a hard sell for us to get Māori smokers to use the patches and the gum and the, and the medicines, you know. The, it, it's been a real struggle. It's been hard work. It's not hard work getting people to say, would you like to use an e-cigarette? They're already going out and getting it themselves. They're paying for it themselves. Won't cost the taxpayer any money. Uh, the problem is, of course, that the nicotine for vaping is banned uh, for the import and sales. So a lot of people are going out and trying an e-cigarette, but they're not getting an effective one in terms of quitting. So I really thought, wow, why, why are my Pākehā and other colleagues, mainly it is the Pākehā, not Māori, Māori in tobacco control, most of them are like seeing whānau members using vaping and quitting and so most of them are on board we need this this is going to work for our people and so it's actually Pākehā colleagues that are saying no we don't want it in our country and we're going to ban it and I guess that that really I was like whoa this is harsh this is not public health this is something else going on and then we had Wellington City Council go We're going to ban smoking in all outside paved areas and make streets smoke-free. And uh, I'm like, whoa, hang on a minute. This isn't about health. This is not about protecting people's health. There's no harm to anybody apart from the smoker themselves smoking out in the wind of Wellington, you know, the windy, out on a paved area outside, away from other people. That's not about health. You start going, what's going on? I think you're right. There is some, it is classist. There's a classist thing going on. It's becoming more about social segregation and about we want to get rid of these undesirables out of our city. How can we get rid of them? You, can, you can't discriminate on the basis of mental illness or uh, gender or ethnicity or sexuality. Uh, so all of those things are protected under the Human Rights Act. But smoking isn't, and that's now become a marker 
of those other things that people want to be able to... They want to discriminate against these groups. They can now discriminate via smoking. I think that's one aspect to it. Undesirables, as it were. Uh, Tariana Turia says uh, it can't be racist because she thought of it and she's Maori. Um, that doesn't seem to wash. But uh, I think is uh, the other thing we saw this week is the unveiling of plain packs. Is that something that you guys all agree on? I have not spent very much time on that, basically because my work has, has largely been with Māori smokers. They have always told me it's not going to make any difference to whether or not they smoke. Uh, it's Plain packs is mainly aimed at reducing the attractiveness of the product to young people. So, you know, I don't think anyone's going to be against that. It's just my only concern is that when Tobacco Control says, let's chase this strategy, and then they all spend so much time and energy pursuing getting something, whether it's tax increases or plane packs or, you know, the latest other really horrible one they want to do, is banning smoking cars with children present so then they can find those undesirables as well and make them criminals. I'm totally against that too. Um, You know, they spend all government taxpayer funding running around chasing those strategies which are not helping anybody to quit. And I want strategies that actually help Māori to stop smoking. And plain packs is... it's uh, Smokers have told me, nah, doesn't matter what they put on the packs. Oh, if they don't like the picture, they'll just ask for a different one out of the cupboard. Well, and it'll be interesting to see what the evidence shows. And uh, we're talking about the Ministry of Health data, not the census data. Thank you so much for joining us and uh, explaining this, because I think you're right. Uh, Most of the media articles that we've seen over the past week have not covered this in very great depth. And the idea that, um, you know, uh, there's, there's a real sort of uh, argument to be made about the difference in data that's being used, I think that debate needs to be had instead of just, um, you know, fobbing you off as another undesirable. Um, But thank you for joining us and uh, filling us in. Great to have you with us. That was Dr. Marua Glover, Associate Professor of Public Health at Massey University.